time for us to talk parenting and how to handle the back-to-school first-term jitters. Joined as always by our resident human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. Nikki, uh, Happy New Year to you since we haven't spoken since um, uh, the, the New Year. And uh, good to have you on the show. Thank you, Gogs. It's great to be here. And of course, mm. this is such an interesting time for parents. Yes. beginning of a new year and a new term. Yes, there's been lots of discussion over the last two weeks about the cost of uniforms. Uh, many parents talking about, you know, just how high that cost is, how challenging it is for them to, um, you know, afford school uniforms. So it really is that time where, you know, it's school uniforms, it's stationery, it's new classes, it's books, maybe even a new school um, that parents Absolutely. and their children are having to manage. Yeah, so anxiety levels are always up at this time of the year. As you said, finances are stretched. January is a very long month. Mm. And of course, all things are new and they take getting used to. So kids will kick off starting school next week for the most part around Wednesday. And for many, it will be a new school, a new teacher, a new classroom, a new playground, new friends, and of course, new rules to learn. And this applies whether your child is starting at a playgroup, a preschool, in grade R, or the first day of any year of primary school. Um, and your child may be moving phase, you know, from preschool to primary school, from primary school to high school. Mm -hmm. And those are big jumps. So change is unsettling. But here is the perspective we need to keep. It's also the stimulus for growth. Whenever there is a shift and a change, it creates opportunity for growth. And the trick is to help your child to keep perspective and to dissolve their anxiety as quickly as possible so that they can start enjoying themselves. And also, when you're building this emotional resilience that change brings, remember that every time your child overcomes an emotional hurdle, they're developing in resourcefulness and resilience. And both of these are incredibly important 21st century skills for future-proofing your child. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you were talking about very often this time of year, there will be some kind of change. So either moving to a different grade or maybe you're going um, from, you know, foundation phase to grade one. So from grade naught or grade R to grade one. Um, so you would be hearing that now you're going to big school or you would have been in, your child would have been in grade seven and now they're moving to grade eight, which is also, there's quite a lot of uh, talk around, you know, moving to grade eight. You're now in high school, you're not a baby anymore. Uh, you're becoming a teenager. Or if your child's moving to grade 11 or 12, the stakes are significantly higher. And so how do parents emphasize and I guess even celebrate the fact that, oh, this is a big deal. You've moved to a different grade, a different school. You're not in primary school anymore, but without making it scary. Because I think the, the perhaps sometimes the unintended consequences, you go, oh, you're now moving to big school, which can be very scary. Um, and kids may even start comparing themselves. So say your child is moving to grade one and their classmates are doing very different things developmentally to them. And that can be a little bit um, demoralizing or a little bit stressful if they're seeming to not catch up. Mm. Yeah, so I think we always need to be building our children's self-esteem. 
So, yes, they may be moving to big school, but we need to talk about the fact that they've become a big girl or a big boy and look how much they've learned in the past year. Look what you can do now. Remember, at the beginning of last year, you couldn't do those things. Look at how much you've learned and grown in the past year. And also to, you know, talk to them about um, how it was for you as well. You know, that you were also anxious or scared at the beginning of a year. And then it's like getting back on your bicycle and you, 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 get, you get going again. So, you know, the reason that we feel um, that anxiety is because it's new and we don't necessarily understand our physical orientation yet. For children, the physical orientation of being in a new classroom on the other side of the school campus, uh, new corridors, where, where are the toilets? As soon as they have their orientation, their physical orientation right, they will feel so much better. So that's why schools often do orientation days, um, especially when, when children are moving phase from preschool to primary school, um, from primary school to high school, that kids get to go the, the year before on an orientation day. So that diffuses a lot of the anxiety already because kids can actually visualize where they're going to be. So a lot of children have had that already, which is great. And when it comes to the preschool and the and the great sort of the the preschool grade R grade one, that's the time where you're going to have to take your child into school yourself. You're going to walk them into school. You're going to hold their hand. Uh, you're going to take them out of the car. You're going to um, put their little backpacks on. You're going to hold their hand. You're going to help them be brave and. You're going to walk them right into the classroom and deliver them to their teacher. Now, what happens in the preschool, which is important, is that being a play-based curriculum, the teacher will put out activities on different tables. There'll be puzzles on one table and matching games on another table. And they're there for a reason. You get to sit down with your child and do an activity before you make your exit. So it's a lovely way of bonding with your child, of helping them feel comfortable in this new space, doing something together, take their mind off the fact that you're about to leave, and then you make your exit. And when you make your exit, it needs to be done quickly. You see, we carry with us our own patterns. Now, I don't know about you, Googs, but I was the anxious child. I was the child who cried when my mother left. Mm. I was the child who stood at the school gate and cried, Mommy, Mommy, come back for me. Mm. <laughs> and it was terrifying <laughs> for me and my mother. Now, because I carry that blueprint, my husband didn't have that pattern. And so we swapped drop-off roles at the beginning of term when my, our children were in preschool and when they were in grade one, grade two, grade R, my husband did the drop-off for the first couple of weeks because he, he wasn't triggered. So if you're the one who is easy to trigger, see if it's possible to swap your drop-off roles because it really does help. Yeah. And and don't feel guilty about it because my kids were much better being dropped off by dad than by me. 
because they were feeding off my anxiety. Mm. Then another thing you can do, these are the hacks, the strategies to help to settle your children quickly. I used to do a lipstick kiss on my children's, the back of their hand. I used to wear bright lipstick and for the first few weeks, I used to do the lipstick kiss and I used to say, whenever you look at the lipstick, you know that I'm thinking of you and I will be here at whatever the agreed time was for collection. Now, you might want to put something a little more permanent on your child's hand because, of course, lipstick can rub off quite quickly. You might want to draw a, a heart with a permanent marker on the back of their hand or on the inside of their wrist so that you can say every time you look at that heart, just know I love you, I'm thinking of you, and I know how brave you are, and I'll be back later to collect you. So that works very, very well. And then because children are multi-sensory and because play is such a good way to ground children, it's the language of childhood and it's a stress reliever. When they come home or when you come home from work, you can promise them a play date, whether it's 15 minutes or whether it's half an hour, it doesn't matter. The fact is, if you do promise it, make sure it happens because you're going to help your children to play their sillies away. When they're really young, preschool and grade R, grade one, they can't necessarily tell you how they feel. But using their senses and the, 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 the play modality, you can have um, things like Play-Doh on the kitchen counter because Play-Doh and paint can do wonders in de-stressing your children, getting them to draw or paint or play with Play-Doh. So those are the kinds of things that you can do to mitigate the anxiety and the stress. And of course, routine. Mm. And we speak about this often and we speak about it often because it is so important. A regular household routine helps children de-stress because they know what's going to happen next. And this goes for both the morning and the bedtime routines. And children feel a far greater sense of control and personal organization when they have a routine to follow. And that is why in the classroom, teachers have a routine. Your children know exactly what to expect in the classroom. The teachers will be unpacking this routine from day one. When you come into the classroom, this is what's going to happen. And this is what we do next. And this is what we do after that. And then there's break time. And when you come back from break time, this is what will happen. And your children find incredible safety and security in knowing what happens next. We received a WhatsApp message from a granny that's also going through quite a big change. And I guess the first year of school or the the new term will be lots of changes. The message says, I'm a paternal granny who from this year will be staying with my seven-year-old grandson as he lost his mom towards the end of last year. I'm scared as this is a big life-changing event for me, but also for him as he will be starting at a new school close to my house. How does one handle this as a granny who has been spoiling him when he was visiting and now has to play a mother role and discipline? Uh, Some advice will do. Regards, Gran Mabule. So quite a big, big change for everyone in the household. Absolutely. So Gran Mabule, just amazing to have these wonderful grannies in our lives. And everything I've spoken about so far is exactly 
what she needs to do. And, you know, that lipstick kiss or the little heart on the back of the hand or the inside of the wrist um, and and playtime when, when the child comes home, routine, 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 super important. And if you want to download what I'm talking about, you can go onto my website, nickybush.com and get my back to school sanity saver guide. You're literally 12 short chapters away from family sanity and a lot more joy. And it is interesting when you are the auntie or the granny, uh, when you've been the one spoiling now, you've got to bring in the boundaries. And don't be don't feel guilty about that. The boundaries make everybody sane and they make everybody feel safe. And as soon as a child feels safe, they relax. So very, very important that feeling of safety. Of course, not every child is going to get the teacher that they want. Now, in many schools, they actually announce which teacher you will get the year before, which helps to diffuse some of that anxiety. But not every school does that. But what I do want to say to parents is that teachers really do try very hard to create the best possible match between the child and the teacher for the next year. They agonize over these decisions. It is one of the most stressful things that teachers go through in around October, the year before. And they try their best to make the the best possible match, the best fit for the student and the teacher, as well as ensuring that your child has at least one friend in the class. Can you imagine, Gooks, trying to coordinate all of this? It's quite a nightmare. And schools sometimes, in certain instances, will purposefully break up friendship groups that have become unhealthy or too powerful for the good of the children involved and even for the good of the grade. So there are many motivations and justifications at play. It's really a random selection. So your child may come home sometime next week and be in tatters because their hopes of a particular teacher have been dashed. The helicopter parent will sympathize to the extreme and agree with their child that they've been hard done by. Mm. Or possibly rushing into school to demand that their child be reassigned to a different class. It's really a good move. It's really a good move unless there is something terribly harmful about the arrangement. A supportive parent, on the other hand, will take a step backwards and be a bit more contemplative before rushing in for the charge. And your child has to learn how to manage disappointment. It's a big part of growing up for your child. And the world is not a perfect place. And you don't always get what you want. But that doesn't mean you give up and sulk or throw tantrums. What it does mean is that you need to try and find the good in every situation and every person. So we need to learn as parents how to hold space for our children instead of interfering because you might just be allowing your child an opportunity to learn something unexpected about someone or themselves. And I'm not advocating that you throw your children to the wolves, but maybe you need to understand the thinking 
behind the decision making before promising your child you will rescue them. Mm. And I'm sure you agree, I never got the teachers I wanted for 12 years in a row. Did you? No, not that I remember. Sometimes you were assigned to a class and I guess you just made it work. Um, And that's exactly the point. mm. You need to make it work. Life's not not easy, Um, but you need to learn how to make it work. And and you need your children to um, to get on that bicycle and to make new friends. Hopefully, they will have at least one friend in the class, and maybe you can host a play date very quickly, very soon in the new year, with a few new friends as well as, as some of their old friends, because there is safety in numbers. When they know they're going to school and they're going to see people, they know who they're familiar with. It makes things so much easier. Mm. Human chemistry is a funny thing. Nikki, you mentioned that there are some resources for parents if they're looking to deal with um, the, you know, beginning of the year first term jitters. What are they and where do we find them? Okay, so there are two resources. The one is the Back to School Sanity Guide. It's an ebook. You'll find it on nikkibush.com in the shop sec- section of the website. And then there's also my ebook called Parenting Matters 2.0, an ebook for parents with words of wisdom for just about everything. Common sense wisdom for parenting in this era. Nikki, as always, great to chat to you. Thank you so much for your time this morning. That's a great pleasure, Googs, and good luck to all of our parents. That's our resident human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush.